It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The Hornets go one and one over Thanksgiving break. The problem is they lose something much larger. LaMelo Ball goes down last night with another ankle injury against the Orlando Magic. What does it all mean? We discuss it today. Locked on Hornets. You are locked on Hornets. Your daily Charlotte Hornets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. In a minute, cuz. We live. We live. It's Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Thanks for making us your first listen. We are free. We are available anywhere you get your pods, and that includes YouTube as always. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use code all lowercase locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. That's Doug Branson. As always, helping me out. You can check him out on the Substack, everyhornetsboxscore.com. Also, you can find information there for his sub text. You can send him all sorts of texts about the Charlotte Hornets. He will do the same. And I'm Walker Mail. You can listen to me on WFNZ 927 FM every weekday from 12 to 3 p.m. Doug, we get some bad news. It was a bad loss. I, I shouldn't say it was a bad loss. Orlando's playing very well right now. Fourth quarter. You know, at least they were able to get it to within 10. It always felt like Orlando was going to win. Not a bad loss, but clearly you'd rather see them be on top. So they lose. The problem is, as I mentioned in the cold open, they lose the Hornets. They lose something much larger than that with the injury to LaMelo Ball. So we got to see last night, the Hornets PR did confirm it after LaMelo left the game in the second quarter. He left the game in the second quarter with a right ankle strain and he would not return. We do not have any more updates as far as how long he is expected to be out. I don't think we have a diagnosis for sure on this is his expected timetable. We just know that LaMelo has had a few ankle injuries already, Doug. It is the same ankle that he broke last year. I don't know what that means as far as the severity and how bad it could be this go around. He did not put any weight on it whatsoever. Once he left the court, he had a couple guys on either side of him, and he was not putting weight on that right ankle at all until you know you got to the locker room and whenever they decided to you know take care of it. Yeah, it's it's disappointing, Doug. Like it's so frustrating because it, Lamelo is a two hundred million dollar man. This is the guy that is the face of the franchise, and he had been playing so well. Like offensively, you just couldn't do anything with him. The, the pick and roll decision making got better. He was starting to attack. The shooting was as good as ever. The guy was playing so well, and it was fun to watch again after getting his rhythm back at the beginning of the season. And now, Doug, it feels like, okay, maybe he's not out for a long time, but are we going to have to do this rhythm thing? Uh, it could just, you know, it, it sucks. I hate that his ankles are betraying him this way. It's brutal. I'm trying to keep um, as much hope as a sicko can keep, uh, hoping that strain is not sprain. I haven't heard any things like MCL, ACE, anything with L. I haven't heard any L's yet. So the Hornets have not taken that particular L yet. 
Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to keep hope that this is a, a. I think whatever it is is probably going to be a multi-week thing, and that's tough for the Hornets because they're in a bit of a tough stretch. They're on a road trip. Uh, they're trying to salvage their season after a rough start. Now that they have Miles Bridges back, everything was starting to click. Lamelo just could wake up and score 30 points. He was as locked in, I think, as as you and I have seen him over the course of his career. And and then this happens, and it happens to the right ankle. He sprained the left ankle last season multiple times, but he fractured the right ankle, and that was the ankle that he had surgery on. And that's the, the, the surgery that really put him into a funk at the beginning of this season as he was recovering. He's got, now he's got hardware in his ankles. And I'm torn, Walker, because I do feel human sympathy for LaMelo Ball like I would any player that gets injured. And I'm like, man, this stinks. It's a freak thing. You know, it looked like maybe he twisted it a little bit when he planted the right leg as he was coming down. I don't think Bancaro had anything to do with it. Honestly, I don't think the contact – I think it was just a one and, and a group of freak things. And so I feel human sympathy for him, and yet I'm torn because I did listen to your interview that you did with him on WFNZ, and I heard – confirmed what I suspected, which is that he has not, like Terry Rozier, has not been wearing any kind of ankle brace protection. And so I, my my feelings are, are a little bit split here, Walker. I don't know about yours, between like, hey, this is, a, this is as you said, a $200 million man, the, the asset for the Charlotte Hornets, and is not doing everything he could to protect his ankles, and now here we are again. Yeah. So, okay. With the, with the ankle brace thing, here we go. Right. Because this was something that he did say before the season that he was playing with them and he confirmed that he had practiced with them, that he was going to wear them, but that they bothered him and then they took them off. And so I'll actually stop here because I have the audio, man. Like there was a very small amount of people, small group of people that did not like me tweeting out what I tweeted out yesterday, which is that he said he hadn't worn ankle braces all year long. Right. So they were mad because it was, why did you wait till now? Why did you wait until the injury? Well, look, man, here's a couple things. One, it's not like I was hiding this. It's not like I was holding this, you know, under my jacket, ready to release it at the next Lamella ball injury. It was literally on air. It went over the airwaves. If you were listening to WFNZ, by the way, on our biggest show of the year, Ooh. then you heard it. Wow. Then you heard it. Okay. Street turkeys. Brag. It's no, it's street turkeys. It's giving money out to the people. We are trying to oh, collect okay, everything great. that yeah, we charity too. Can. Wow. Yeah. Double humble brag. Just, okay. I don't Thank think, I think if you do I two humble brags, it just officially becomes a brag. The two, uh, in the, in the math mm-hmm. of it, the two humbles cancel each other out. And it just becomes a brag. It's our biggest show of the year. We played the interview. We played that back and forth on Wednesday, the day that I got it. And then I went back and, hey, here's something relevant to LaMelo's ankle injury that I got four days ago. I can repurpose this. Here, That's how news I, works. I didn't, I That's didn't, how news works. Let's just be clear. Yeah. And, and I know we're spe- we shouldn't be doing this because we're speaking to a very small, stanny kind of crowd. But... This is how news works. When something important happens to an important person and there is context to that thing that happened, you bring it back up. 
you release it. That's how well, it works. And if you, we, should, we should just play it. We should play the audio should. for the people he said it. that here, haven't heard it. Here is an unedited, and by the way, with it being unedited, there is a curse word because it's LaMelo. We just saw him tell you his th- favorite Thanksgiving Day meals w- with a profanity-laden uh, answer to Ashley Shambity right before Thanksgiving. This is who he is. I don't care. It's fine. I'm just warning people who might be offended by such language, whatever. There is the S word in here. But here's an unedited back and forth minute long clip of my four minute, you know, one-on-one with LaMelo about his injury as it was Wednesday, November 22nd. Now, just an update on you health wise. How are you feeling right now? I know you're, you went through the ankle injury. Of course, last year you went through quite a bit. How are you feeling now after you're starting to get into the rhythm of the season? Uh, still just trying to stay strong, you know, take it day by day, you know, listen with the training staff, doing the treatment and everything. So just taking it day by day. And you were talking about the hardware in your feet a little bit about like, how are you adapting to that? Has it changed the way you shoot or play basketball at all? Uh, it just changed the feel of the ankle. I mean, you, you ever had surgery before? Anything? I have not. Not like that. Yeah, so you probably can't tell you. Anybody who had it before, though, they, you know, it's just different. So what about ankle? Are you wearing ankle braces right now? You're not so and so it was some at first, right? Like I know. Well, Terry talked about it. Like that's the thing. Yeah, Terry talked. I taped though. Sure. Okay, you taped. So well, that's the thing. Terry was talking about it, and he said, "Bleep that, man! Like I don't want to play with that." It's just how different of a feel was it with him on? Yeah, nah, that shit actually hurt for real. So was it like the first two games that you play with him nah, on? Or? I ain't play a game with him. Okay, I tried practice. Yeah, I practice. I couldn't do it. Okay. Practice, but he couldn't do it. And so he told you at the beginning of the season that he was going to try or that he was going to wear them, but they hurt too bad. And so he's not wearing them. Here's the thing for me, right? So this was all to seek out information because I saw a lot of people asking about it on Twitter yesterday because it's another ankle injury. And so I actually saw a decent amount of people asking what the ankle brace situation was. And we had gotten that information on Wednesday that we played Wednesday on WFNZ. And I don't know if this makes him avoid that injury, Doug. Like, that's the thing. I don't know. If he wears the ankle braces, is he playing against the New York Knicks tomorrow in the next game? Does he play the second half? I don't know. Like, I have zero clue. He is taped up. You know, I, I taping your ankle up is at least some form of protection, right? Like, at least it's something. And if it's more comfortable, whatever, sure. I want LaMelo to be as protected as possible because I love watching him play because I'm a fan of the Charlotte Hornets and he's the Hornets best player. I want him to be as protected as possible. He's not wearing them. He confirmed them. I hope he does because it does feel like it would be more protection, but he's not. And we'll see if this changes anything. Yeah. I mean, tape ankle braces, uh, they're not invincibility, you know, cloaks. Uh, abstinence is the only way, <laughs> you know, not it playing basketball, not playing ball at all, which hopefully <laughs> is not an option. <laughs> uh, I have more thoughts. Let's do it on the other side, but I've okay. got more thoughts on this because I know, I know there's a group of fans that are listening to this that have feelings about him not wearing braces. And I think we should speak to that. Okay, let's do it. Coming up next on the lockdown Hornets podcast. Don't go to sleep on the Hornets just yet. We'll comment a little more on LaMelo Ball's injury. What does it mean on the court for the Charlotte Hornets? We'll get to that in just a moment. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers. And instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. I have an account now. It is a lot of fun. It is absolutely 
absolutely the largest daily fantasy sports platform and the most fun. I can see why. With the basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the specials league. It's a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. And so you can go with LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey, a 10 and a half combo, but you include three pointers made on top of receptions. And if you want to play alongside some of the prize picks, favorite players like rapper Meek Mill, comedian Andrew Schultz. You can not and now find community plays under the promos tab of the app, and you can view some of the entries from some of the biggest names in the prize picks community each and every week. So go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. More Locked On Hornets ahead. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Doug, I know you had some more thoughts after the audio we heard from Lamelo saying he's not wearing ankle braces. And honestly, I think one of the other things from that soundbite, asking him, you know, even kind of setting the foundation for how he's doing. You know Lamelo in these interviews, he's he's not going to give you a ton. I mean, at least with just the short answers, the right? But yeah, it, it felt like he was battling. At least that's the that's the kind of mood that I got from him, you know, and saying, hey, how are you doing? He's battling and taking it day by day. But you could tell it wasn't, oh, I feel great. This is it was not that. And I, I think that said, yeah, he's been great, which has made it more impressive how he's been playing the way he has. But it seems like it's hurting him, Doug. Well, this is a major thing, an ankle fracture. I mean, that's a big deal. And I'm sure he had hopes and dreams and all of these visions of what he would become as a player. And nobody, when they have those dreams and visions, factors in a major like body-altering injury, having hardware that he, has, that he feels in his ankle when he plays the game. And the word feel there is the most sort of instructive because this is a player that we've often commented has a unique feel for the game an instinct for the game. He makes split-second decisions on his step-backs, on his crossovers, on his passes. And in those splits, to make those split-second decisions, Walker, you have to ha- you cannot be thinking while you're doing it. And, and you cannot be thinking about your body. And you have to trust your body 100%. You have to know that when you plant the foot, that it's not going to give out, that the ankle is not going to give out on you. And so I'm sure that some of this is about physical pain. As he mentioned, the braces were physically hurting him to play in. But I'm sure that some of it, too, is, is mental as much as it is physical. But I, I also sympathize with fans who look at this and go, this guy's going to be making $35 million, over $35 million next season. And for the next five seasons, that number balloons to $46.68 million dollars. And it, beca- it starts out as 25% of their cap and ends at 22% of their cap. And, and, we're, and the team is just about to exit the Gordon Hayward era of big contract, lots of injuries. And th- I think there's fear 
amongst the fan base that we're about to enter that again on an even larger scale with a player that has more impact on the game than Gordon Hayward, is one of the few players with positive impacts this season, along with Mark Williams, on the team. And here we are again. And out of that fear, I'm sure there will be produced some anger at LaMelo Ball. Hey, how could you do this? This is your career we're talking about. This is the Hornets' future that we're talking about. How could you not fight through the pain? Because Steph Curry did. Because Trey Young did. I mean, there are players that play with ankle braces. Like, it is not an impossible thing. And I'm sure there are going to be people that look at the situation and go, how could you not work through this, stay patient with it, stay with it, and and play through it? I don't know. You know, he, he talked about even in that clip, or maybe not in that clip, but in that interview, that he's been doing what the trainers have been telling him to do, at least in everything else. That's what he's been saying. I, I don't know what this means. All I know is this, Doug. Last year, he suffered ankle injury after ankle injury to both ankles, both of them, right? The, the big one was on the right ankle where he fractured it. But it happens again, and we're actually not that far into the season. You know, that we're 15 games in. It's it's not that far. I I hate it because we all we all want LaMelo to succeed as much as possible. The dude was playing so well. Like, what, what he was doing was exactly what you had hoped for. We, we, we on this podcast had talked about what's that next level LaMelo can hit, right? It's 25 points a game. All right, the dude was averaging over 30 for a stretch. That'll do. <laughs> it's the assist not coming down. They didn't. He's still facilitating. It's attacking the rim more. He's been doing that. It's getting to the foul line more. He was doing that. So, like, even with us understanding LaMelo having not improved one iota is an all-star level player, he had ascended into like bona fide, not going to be fringe getting in. Hey, LaMelo's in. Now let's have the conversation of who else gets in after, right? Like that was the type of play he was exhibiting out there on the court and he was doing all of it defensively. Yes. Still problems. Okay. But this, had, this he had taken that step and now he's out with another ankle injury and you just, you hate to see it because you know how, how important he is. That guy is the best player on the team. That is five and 10. Okay, this is not a great basketball team, even with him on the floor. Not to his fault. It's just the way that the roster was constructed around him. So imagine what it's like without him. This is why we're not thrilled when somebody of his stature goes out with an ankle injury that we saw all last year. Well, it's certainly not great when you don't have a solid backup point guard. I That's mean, you're right. not going to replace what LaMelo gives you at the point guard position with any, with even like the best reserve point guard that they could have obtained in free agency. But when you don't even try, yeah, it's going to be difficult because then you've got to do what they did last season, which is play a bunch of guys out of position, and that's going to hurt Steve Clifford's ability to game plan and the team's ability to win basketball games. So that, yes, that all stands. That's all stuff that we've talked about a thousand times going back to last year. Anyone stuck with us, you know, we could we could do the same show over and over again. I'm in, I am interested in this idea that, like, you know, LaMelo could choose not to wear the ankle braces, meaning that there wasn't um, any kind of contractual stipulation. And, and that might seem crazy, but there was the, you know, when Zion signed his contract, there were some stipulations about his physical condition that he had to meet. Otherwise, the team, I suppose, could have voided the contract. And so I, I think, you know, if we are living in the darkest timeline and LaMelo does spend the rest of his career battling ankle injuries through his max contract 
and the Hornets don't get some kind of, you know, salary cap relief in the form of like an amnesty clause or something. You know, I think you can add this to a uh, growing and long list of uh, franchise front office malpractices. Because, look, I I know that, you know, it could have – putting some kind of stipulation like that could have really messed up the deal. And maybe they didn't get a deal done. There was always, there's always a danger of that. Um, but when you've got a guy who literally, you, I mean, you signed a guy for a max contract who, um, who sprained his left ankle three times and fractured his right ankle. And if you didn't put some kind if you didn't have some kind of idea and protection from that eventuality, that just seems bad. That seems bad. Um, I'm looking at Lamelo's game log here, Doug. I, I just I <laughs> you weren't listening. In, I, I I get it. You weren't listening to me at all. You're just reading the game log. You were, you were talking. You were looking about, at all the thirty plus. You were talking about Lamelo. Uh, th- oh. Yeah, <laughs> I get it, man. I get it. Now listen, I I don't blame anyone who has turned us off midway through the show. This is a this is a difficult conversation to have, but um, this is you know this is where we are. No, I, I was listening. You're right. I don't. I, I wonder if there is some kind of mandate on this now or whatever. Just something. But you can't. Protects- there, there can't be. That's what I'm saying. Unless you actually, you, you can't. Yeah. Unless you. Yeah. There, there's no way the franchise at this point, unless it was contractually stipulated, there's no way that they could make him do anything. I mean, really, you can't. I mean, there's a uh, really overarching philosophy that nobody can make anything, anybody do anything. <laughs> yeah, but also, right. there is this. Uh, you know. Uh, players union <laughs> that would not allow a team to force uh, someone. I mean, you can have trainers advise and guide, but ultimately it's up to LaMelo Ball. How much do you want to protect those ankles and how much do you want to sacrifice in order to protect those ankles? Well, and to be fair, we don't know if that means he would not be injured. It's just, it, it's not going to hurt. I can't imagine. I mean, maybe it hurts him based on, you know, I don't know about the metal wiring in his ankle is also causing him like, is it just too much, right? Metal wiring, you know, ankle braces, whatever. You just want the most protection on it as much as possible. Yeah. The game log, by the way, uh, before, so not including last night, cause he goes down in the second quarter, but he had scored since Dallas, he scored 30 in that game. The fourth quarter that really got him going. The least amount of points that he had scored in a game was 25 against Washington the two worst shooting nights that he had posted, it was 22% from three-point range against Milwaukee. It was 33% against Washington. Everything else was above 37, rounded up 38. Like, it was absolutely ridiculous what he was doing. And, yeah, it sucks. It sucks for LaMelo. I, I do hate it for LaMelo. Like, I understand, yeah, you could put braces on. It doesn't take any sympathy away from me. Like, it doesn't mean, I oh, this is great for you. No, I hate it. I hate it. So, hopefully he can come back. All right, let's do one more segment coming up next on the Locked on Hornets podcast. Don't go to sleep on the Hornets just yet. We'll give you some of the details as to how the Hornets went one and one over the Thanksgiving break against the Wizards, losing to the Magic against them last night. And then we'll even touch a little more on Steve Clifford. He had an interesting postgame presser and also... Man, did he know what he was signing up for? We'll get to that in just a moment. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, even more than that. 
Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. More Locked On Hornets coming. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Doug, we've seen a couple of frustrated post-game pressers from Steve where they have he has not given the team excuses a lot, maybe at the beginning of the season when guys weren't shooting well, even LaMelo saying, hey, he has to establish some kind of rhythm, you know, buzzword, rhythm before he starts to get going. And he did even said the same thing about Mark Williams. But even in a game against the Heat where you were down so many players, you lose and he doesn't give you any excuse. There was no reason to play as poorly as you did against Miami. Last night, it didn't feel like he was very happy with his team's performance, even if you are still down maybe a couple of guys, but you did get some other players back. So what I'll say to you is, Doug, Steve Clifford, man, like he's he's throwing zone. He's starting to put some, you know, different things out there. Like this is not who Steve Clifford is. He is not the mad scientist. He wants to do what he wants to do, which is, you know, go man have his same guys find a a rotation and stick with it, hoping they develop chemistry and create an identity that wins in the postseason. And I mean, it's, you know, they're five and 10. And I I just want to know, did Steve Clifford know what he was signing up for? I don't think so. I don't think, how could anyone know that they were signing up (laughs) for this? I mean, yes, he does seem very frustrated. And I think there's the thing that he's telling you, which is they pick and choose when they play defense um, you know, and, and if you do that, you know, he said it on the broadcast, you get your bleep kicked. And the thing he's kind of telling you, uh, which is he, he's frustrated because certain guys are practice defenders and then game time buckets are bus guys, right? They're, they're trying hard on defense and they get everything set and they get the game plan. It's like, all right, here's how we're going to do this. And then one or two or three guys decide, ah, forget that. I'm, I'm going to focus on getting mine on offense and, and not really worrying about defending in the half court. Because the problems they had against Orlando were, was not necessarily transition defense. Now they were turning the basketball over. And when you're turning the basketball over like the Hornets were, where like Gordon Hayward's just getting his cookies taken, Brandon Miller's transition uh, opportunity gets stolen. Um, when, when that's happening above the free throw line, there's not transition defense that's going to help that, you know? You're just going to get scored on when you when you have those bad turnovers. When you try to make a pass, you know, a pocket pass, and that gets picked off, then you can get back on defense and, and try to set something up. But anyway, so that's the thing that he's kind of telling you. But the thing he's not telling you, why he's frustrated. I'm speculating a little bit here, but I think it's educated speculation. The thing that he's not telling you is that he bought a haunted house, right? I mean, that's what the Hornets are right now. They are a genuine haunted house. There are ghosts everywhere. And all Steve Clifford wanted to do was have one last ride. He wanted to move back to his hometown. He wanted to buy a little retirement house. Not, you know, not go crazy. It's not not buying, you know, a beach house in L.A. Uh, You know, we're talking about, you know, just a a nice little fixer-upper. Okay? That's all he wanted to do. A little quaint place that he could call home and call it a career. And instead he gets in 
and there are ghosts everywhere. It's a haunted mm-hmm. house. That's what this Hornets team is. Injuries on top of injuries. He laughed. <laughs> he did the like, and I do this all the time. When I say something, and I, I'm hearing the words coming out of my mouth, and I mm-hmm. know that on a base level they make sense. But then my brain instantly starts understanding the context around which I'm saying the thing. And it be suddenly the thing that makes sense on a foundational level becomes highly absurd. And there was a press conference a couple of games ago, I think it was a pregame press conference, where he said, look, we've got to get to our playing groups. And then he laughed. He stopped and laughed because he realized mid-sentence, and he said this, <laughs> I've been saying that literally since I've gotten yeah. here. And yeah. the injuries on top of injuries on top of injuries have prevented that. Uh, and so while, look, he's frustrated because they didn't play defense, I think there is some level of him going, you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> right. It goes, you see the second bullet point, viewers of YouTube, are the Hornets cursed? They're cursed in a very specific type of way in the fact that it's almost down to the exact game. It was in this instance where somebody will come back from injury and that same game, somebody will also suffer another injury. That's how it works in Hornets land. Somebody comes soul back for a soul and you have to sacrifice something else. So you can never be 100% healthy. This is the very specific type of curse that the Charlotte Hornets are playing in. This is a, the, this is the specific type of spirit that haunts the house. Steve bought. Cause you're right, Doug. I, I love that example. He, he wanted to buy, he wanted to buy something with a nice foundation, real potential, mm-hmm. lots of potential, the most talented roster he's ever coached for two years straight, right? That's a mm-hmm. lot of potential. But there were still some things to clean up. And you want to retire, but you don't want to be without task. You don't want to be completely bored. So there are a few mm-hmm. things to fix. And so that's the house that he bought. And I'll always go back to that. I've referenced it a few times, but it makes you feel sorry for him. Steve Clifford, before his career ends, one thing he did tell you, it, usually the guys will keep the goals to themselves in the locker room. It's not for public consumption. One thing he told the media at that luncheon, in his introductory luncheon, I want to make the playoffs. I want to, I want to win a playoff series. I want to compete in the playoffs because any coach worth their salt, they have playoff success to point to. And that's what he wanted to do before his career is over. And it doesn't seem like he's going to be able to do that in Charlotte. We don't know if he's going to get a third year. We would guess not, especially with new ownership. And it doesn't look like this is going to be the year, Doug, that they're able to get into the postseason, let alone win a postseason series. And, and we've only, I only said the word injuries and it's not just about the injuries, although the injuries are absurd, but there are other ghosts walking around too. Um, You know, players falling asleep in a running car with a bag of Doritos and a gun in their hand. There's a player that just recently did an interview that the team obviously was trying to help through some battles that didn't want the help and they had to release Kai Mm -hmm. Jones. And so, you know, and, and of course the Miles Bridges situation. So like all of these things, I mean, it is, it is incredible. And I don't know how you could walk away and not think this team is cursed, but they still have to play basketball. And either way this goes, whether it's like a short-term injury for LaMelo Ball, if it's like a one- to three-week kind of thing, strain, or if they go to the MRI machine and it's like, nope, that's actually way worse, and he's going to be out a lot longer, months, or maybe even the entire season. Whichever way this goes, they still have to get better as a basketball team because they do – and I wouldn't even say this had it not been for Brandon Miller just jumping onto the scene – and and becoming oh actually that guy that guy can be like a superstar level talent that guy can be the Jason Tatum wing 
that a lot of people were saying he could be. So this team has to play well and has to get better so that Brandon Miller can get better. They need to put an environment around him that can allow him to continue to develop. Yeah. develop. And if they're terrible, if they're awful, then that's not going to help him. So, you know, I'm, oh, not, no. I'm not in tankanista mode yet. Um, but they, they still have to go out there and try to win basketball games. And Miles Bridges is playing at a high level, so it's not as if it's, – it's not last season where LaMelo went out and you look around and you go, wow, it's P.J. Yeah. That's not good. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, so it, it is a different not. situation. And so I think Clifford is right to focus on the things that they can control, which is, hey, everybody, if we don't play defense like our hair is on fire for 48 minutes, we're probably going to lose. And, and I don't know why that message isn't landing because it's a message that he got to land on a team. If you remember, Walker, that team in 2015-16 that made the playoffs, and you had MKG, but you didn't have like a ton of like super great defensive talent. He was able to convince Kimball Walker to, to uh, you know, improve his pick-and-roll defense. He was able to make Al Jefferson into a competent defender. Yeah. And, and, but everybody tried. And that's what's missing right now. And you, you really put it into perspective <clears throat> because we've talked about this team needing to do the most they possibly can to construct a roster. <clears throat> Here I am choking up. We need to end the pod. Excuse me. Goodness gracious. Oh, yeah. Fr- feeling a little froggy. Yep, I'm feeling a little froggy, but you put it into perspective when now we have another soul to protect here. Like, okay, we've been trying to protect Lamelo's this entire time. Wait, now we have another responsibility in Brandon, and now now we need to do everything we can to protect that soul as well. So, and congrats, okay. he's a starter again. Yeah. Since yeah. one game yeah. on the bench, Terry Rozier comes back. Brandon Miller, congratulations, you got your starting job. It will be that. That's an interesting thing. We can talk about that maybe tomorrow a little bit more. Like. Man, does this mean some primary uh, ball handling action, primary playmaking action for Brandon Miller? We can dig into the weeds a little more tomorrow on that. That'll do it for Lockdown Hornets. Thanks for making us your first listen. Again, we are free. We are available anywhere you get your podcast. That includes YouTube. You can also check each one of us out. I'm on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ in Charlotte, 12 to 3 every day. You can go check out Doug's Substack, everyhornetsboxscore.com. We can discuss Brandon Miller's role again tomorrow after what was a good game against Orlando and go over some of the details over Thanksgiving break. Have a great rest of your day. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.